Welcome to In the Public Interest, a podcast from Wilmer Hale. I'm your co-host, John Walsh. And I'm your co-host, Felicia Ellsworth. John and I are partners at Wilmer Hale, an international law firm that works at the intersection of government, technology, and business. In honor of those who serve our country in the armed forces, today the Wilmer Hale podcast is proud to highlight veterans that we've been able to assist in applying for combat-related disability services, or CRSC, through our work with the National Veterans Legal Services Program. That program is commonly known as NVLSP. Today, we are first joined by Rochelle Bobroff, the Director of Lawyers Serving Warriors, the pro bono program of the NVLSP. We will then be joined by a veteran who served in Afghanistan and the Wilmer Hale partner, Amy Doberman, who worked on his case. We're honored to welcome Rochelle, Amy, and her veteran client, Rob, on today's episode of In the Public Interest. And now, on to the episode. Thank you, Rochelle, for joining us on this episode of In the Public Interest to talk to us about the great work that the NVLSP does. Now, the NVLSP is a national nonprofit organization that has worked since 1981 to ensure that the government delivers to our nation's 22 million veterans and active duty personnel the benefits to which they are entitled because of disabilities resulting from their military service to our country. Can you give us a brief description of the services that you provide and the people that you're able to help? Yes. Thank you, John. NVLSP focuses on some specific programs to help veterans, including programs on the Department of Defense side. So that includes combat-related special compensation, or CRSC, and it also includes assistance with discharge upgrades. And that is when the discharge certificate has a characterization or narrative reason that can be an impediment to employment or services or benefits, we can assist the veteran with applying to get the discharge certificate changed to take off personality disorder or something stigmatizing such as misconduct or identifying that it was a discharge in the past under prior policies for someone who's LGBTQ. So we assist with discharge upgrades. We also assist with medical retirement cases in which the service member was separated based on an illness or injury that brought about the end of their service, but they were rated really low for that condition or never had disability processing. So we assist with all of those and veterans apply online and we will get their full medical records and their personnel records and screen them to see if they're a good fit for our program. NVLSP services are completely free. We never charge the veteran. We work with large law firms like Wilmer Hale, who have wonderful lawyers who assist the veterans. And that way we're able to help hundreds of veterans every year, even though we at NVLSP are a small staff. Wow. So that's a lot, Rochelle. You mentioned the combat-related special compensation program specifically, and we're going to be speaking with Rob, a veteran from the Afghanistan war, who NVLSP helped apply for that CRSC program. Can you talk a little bit more about what CRSC is and how you're able to work with clients who might be eligible for it? CRSC is an additional tax-free benefit that is based on an injury or illness occurring from combat. One has to be retired, medically retired or years of service retired, in order to qualify for CRSC. And then there is an additional application 
that has to be submitted. It gets submitted to the CRSC board for each branch. So there's Army and then Navy also includes Marines. And then separately, there's Air Force or Coast Guard. So you apply to the boards for CRSC and there's a form for it. And we recommend also attaching documentation. NVLSP does all of that, and we do legal briefs as well to argue that the veterans' conditions qualify for CRSC. And there are several categories under which one can qualify for CRSC. One is armed conflict. So that's what most people think of under the rubric of combat, shot at an improvised explosive device goes off, the actual combat situations. But there are other categories as well. In training simulating war, people are often injured because they are doing those things that occur in combat to prepare for combat. And that is another category. Hazardous service is another category. We see that a lot of jumping out of airplanes or helicopters, people fall and they hurt themselves. Um, so those are some other categories. There also are presumptions that can help veterans get CRSC. So just in August of 2021, the VA adopted a presumption that veterans who have asthma, sinusitis, or rhinitis the VA will presume that was caused by exposure to particulate matter, which in plain English is burn pits that were in place in the Gulf War. And so if you have one of those three conditions and you served in the Gulf War, there is a presumption in place to help veterans get CRSC for those conditions. And veterans can apply to NVLSP, and we will get your records and evaluate if you're a good fit for our program. And if so, we will place the matter with one of our pro bono partners and assist with a brief and the gathering of documentation. Well, so that's an awful lot of work that you all are helping people with. And I just wanted to say our firm, Wilmer Hale, has had such a great relationship with NVLSP over years and has done, I think, no fewer than 200 cases with you all. Thank you so much for your partnership and, frankly, for what you're doing for America's veterans. Where can people find you to help support NVLSP's efforts? The best way to apply and to learn more about our services is to go to our website www.nvlsp.org and then apply there for our services. That's fantastic. Thanks so much, Rochelle. And now we're going to turn to an interview with Rob, a veteran that NVLSP has assisted. Today, I'm joined by Amy Doberman and one of her former clients who we're going to call Rob for privacy reasons. Amy is a partner at Wilmer Hale in our New York office and has more than 25 years of experience in securities and financial services. Having said that, she's also dedicated much of her practice over the years to working with veterans and specifically to helping them apply for CRSC. Rob served as a sergeant in the Marines for 12 years, including during the war in Afghanistan. In fact, he was stationed in Helmand province there on three tours of duty between 2009 and 2013 until he was medically retired in 2019. Amy and Rob, thank you both for being here. Thank you. It's nice to be here. It's certainly a pleasure, sir. Amy, I'd like to start with you and how you became so involved with veterans work and specifically CRSC cases. 
What drew you to these cases in the first place? And why have you continued to dedicate so much of your practice to work in this area? Well, when I first joined Wilmer, I saw that Wilmer had a real commitment to pro bono work and provided many engaging opportunities to perform pro bono work. But I was attracted to helping veterans because I just feel like we should all be so profoundly grateful for the service they provide to our country and the enormous personal sacrifice they endure to perform that service. So as a result, we do make a commitment every year to provide pro bono services at the firm. And each year I've represented several very brave men and women who've been away from their families and friends who have suffered horrible and traumatic injuries, and I just feel like they deserve to receive all the benefits to which they're entitled. In addition, my own daughter was involved in ROTC when I first started at the firm when she was in college, and her experience also demonstrated for me what the military offers to our youth. So for a lot of reasons, I jumped on this opportunity, and it's really been a privilege to help these individuals in any way I can, and I plan to continue to take these cases for as long as I'm practicing. So that is why it is great to be here today, Rob, and to speak with you and everybody who's listening to this podcast about CRSC cases and the difficult legal battles veterans often face when they leave military service. I'd like to start first to thank you for your willingness to share your story and to describe for people who are listening why you first joined the military and could you please describe your service? Yeah, and thanks, Amy. It's uh, certainly a pleasure to be speaking with everyone today. I initially joined the military because after 9-11 had a huge impact on my life. I think as a little kid, I always had a fascination with the Marine Corps, specifically everything I'd ever read about them, where they were lean, mean, and tough, and it just appealed to my personality and the things I was interested in growing up. But I think once 9-11 hit, it kind of redirected and refocused my attention more towards the Marine Corps and then serving my country. So I was in college at the time and really not knowing what I wanted to do in life. And uh, like I said, once I saw the impact, I had friends that joined and they came back to their story and I was instantly hooked and I found my calling to enlist in the Marine Corps. And where were you stationed and what describe your tours of duty a little bit for the audience? Certainly. So I was stationed at Camp Lejeune, North Carolina for the majority of my career. I was with the infantry unit. I um, ended up retiring as a gunnery sergeant in the Marine Corps as a light armor reconnaissance unit leader. Essentially, we are the enlisted technical and tactical advisor for the platoon commanders within our uh, prescribed units. We essentially assist with all aspects of the planning, training, employment, logistical support, maintenance, accountability, pretty much the tactical advisor to the commissioned officers that are running the units. During my time, like I said, I spent most of my time aboard Kent Lejeune. I did three tours to Afghanistan, 2009, 2012, and then again in 2013. Well, we know that you were injured while you were stationed there because we know you were medically retired, and that's why we were able to help you with CRSC. Would you mind describing for us how you were injured and how substantial those injuries were? Certainly. We were the initial element to invade Afghanistan in 2009, going into southern Helmand province at that time. No U.S. coalition forces had ever been that far south in about 15 years. I was the lead assault element. During our push from northern Afghanistan down to southern Helmand, I was in a light armored reconnaissance vehicle, and uh, we had swerved to miss a primary IED, an improvised explosive device, and uh, ended up detonating secondary, which caused us to crash. During that time, I was the gunner for the LAD, 
and I was thrown through to the uh, bottom of the turret. We had some radio mounts and radios that had broken loose. I had essentially pinned the back of my head to the sights, which knocked me unconscious. And they're about 60 to 70 pounds. So that was the first injury that I sustained. Wasn't medevaced, had a corpsman get checked out. Really didn't know the significance of my injuries at that time. It was kind of, it was kind of an honor. We were the first element to push that far into Southern Hellman. And we had done so much for the workup to get to that point. So when they asked, hey, are, like, are you good? Of course, we all rogered up and said, yeah, we're good. You know, that was the mentality at the time was we were going to take this fight no matter what. And if we were capable, we were going to stay in the fight. So at that time, I didn't know the extent of the injuries, but that was the first one. Come to find out years later, because of that injury, I had a severely compressed spinal cord, which caused me to have to have a four-level um, spinal fusion. Along with that, I had severe nerve damage that ran through my neck from the compressed spinal cord. So I dealt with the pain for all that time, but I just really didn't know the magnitude of what had actually happened during that first crash. During my second tour back to the same area, I was medevacking a Marine that had been shot along a mountainside and he was a much larger Marine. So when uh, we come into medevac and I rescue this Marine, as I was hoisting him up, we were on a, a pulley system. He fell on top of me as we were taking fire and uh, his weight, my weight and the weight we carry, I landed on my side and my shoulder and ended up tearing a bunch of things in my shoulder, uh, labral tear, partial torn bicep. But again, got checked out. They asked, hey, are you good? Yeah, I'm good. Uh, you know, the mentality was we're going to stand the fight at all costs. And, uh, you know, ended up dealing with those, those injuries as well down the road. And then in 2017, I was shot through the right shoulder, which ultimately was what caused me to uh, have to go to Wounded Warrior and essentially retire early medically. The bullet had caused severe damage to the same shoulder that, ironically, that I had hurt in 2011. 12 time frame. So when the bullet, you know, ripped through the nerve damage and uh, it was just kind of the, the final straw that broke the camel's back essentially for my career. They were just like, Hey, enough's enough. You made it through all this. At that point, I'd already had seven, eight surgeries, um, four knee, elbow reconstruction, spine, you know, so they're like, you're, <laughs> you're an old man quick. So the best thing for you to do is go ahead and get on the med board and get retired. Well, it's unbelievable what you had to endure. Can you describe briefly how these injuries have impacted your day-to-day -day life at this point in terms of your ability to work and just perform normal daily activities? I w it, it, it's certainly a struggle. You know, you're in pain constantly. Nerve damage, if people don't have it, they don't understand it. It's one of those pains that is a different kind of pain than a muscle ache or a joint ache. I've had, you know, like I said, I've had four knee surgeries, elbow the metal in the body, you know, it's always a constant pain that, that you're having. So for an object holding these together, but the, uh, the nerve pain is something that comes and goes. And when it hits, it hits hard. And, you know, there's good days and bad days. One of the big extensive injuries was severe migraines. So I have to get injections every 90 days in order to combat really being able to function because I get what they call cluster migraines from that initial concussion and blast in 2009. And it just progressively got worse and worse over the years because I didn't get it treated right away. And kind of, you know, the weight, I, I let it get to a point where it'd become very severe. So every 90 days, I get 26 injections in my head through my shoulders, which essentially deaden all the nerve endings to combat those cluster migraines in order for me to somewhat have some kind of a normalcy and, and normal life. Wow. So you said that you were working with Wounded Warrior. I'm interested in how you came to apply for CRSC. Absolutely. So once I, they found the extended managers and I was shot, they sent me to the Wounded Warrior Battalion and spent two and a half years there getting 
essentially taking care of all the injuries I had sustained from 2009 up until that point. And during that time, they have a whole transition phase where they kind of run you through everything of what to apply for. In my situation, I'd went on a med board, was found, not deemed um, to continue my service. And during that time, CRSC was mentioned, but when I went through the med board, it was, hey, we can't, we can't give you both. And so I had an attorney given to me from the Marine Corps, and he advised me to take the early retirement, and then we'll apply for CRSC later. Well, it's, it's a pretty extensive process. So I looked into it and doing it on my own, and it was just very overwhelming. The paperwork, the verbiage, the information of what they need. It, you know, my medical record is like a novel. It's probably a thousand pages. So being able to compile and put all that information together, it was just extremely overwhelming. So I didn't apply for it. I kind of let it slip through the cracks because I'd retired and I had reached out to a couple different sources and I just really was a dead end road. A good friend of mine happens to be a physician in Atlanta who I served with. He was one of the shock trauma surgeons in Afghanistan that worked on a couple of my guys. And he said, hey, look, he mentioned you guys and said, listen, follow through, reach out to him. He gave me your contact information. And then that's what led me to ultimately apply. And I guess year and a half, two years after I'd been retired and got out. So you first contacted the NVLSP, correct? That's correct. Right. And then they engage Wilmer and... We got your file, as you know, and it was voluminous. And I have to give a shout out to Lauren Lifland, who spent countless hours going through your file. And the process just included a number of conversations with you so we could understand your injuries, make sure that we could provide evidence to show that your injuries were combat related. So we had to go through your history, the history of your service, the history of your injuries, all the medical evidence. And after several interviews, we put together the application, drafted legal argument, and then submitted the application and the supporting materials to the CRSC board that covers the Marines. And then what happened, Rob? I was very skeptical in the beginning, reaching out. I'm not going to lie. There's so many different things out there, you know, reach out and, and this. And during that time, my personal experience of reaching out and trying to find sources that could help them walk through it, you know, it was very unsuccessful and you know, a lot of dead end roads and redirected. And it just, it seems like I was chasing this vicious circle and getting nowhere. And then when speaking with you guys, I tell you, it was certainly a breath of fresh air. The process of it all was clear. It was very transparent. The questions asked, it was always at my pace. It was never forced. And that was something I had never experienced. For most guys, and I know in my position and, and buddies and and fellow service members I've talked to, you know, it's, it's, you never want to feel like you're a charity case or, you know, that pity or sorry. And, you know, I commend you guys. It's, it's something I never felt. It was very reassuring that you guys were there to help. And I knew that instantly when we started talking about the paperwork, you started diving into it and then asking me questions that were never forced. Hey, if you're comfortable, let us know. If you're not cool, we'll figure it out. And that really hit home because I'd never had, in my experience, I never had anyone take the time and say, hey, look, we genuinely care. We just, we want to help. And it was a bit overwhelming because you just don't find that. You really don't find people in this world often that have a genuine concern that want to help. So it was very, very refreshing to be able to go through that process. And then once I started working with you guys, I was always in the loop. The communication was always constant, whether it was email, by phone. You guys laid the structure and the framework out of how this whole process was going to go. And it literally ran to a T of what you said was going to happen, the timelines and you know, the biggest piece that really stuck out to me was just the, the communication. I know you guys are extremely busy and to be able to take the time and that genuine concern and effort and nothing I ever felt was 
halfway done. If anything, I thought, wow, it's, this is over, <laughs> you know, overkill. It's, it was certainly in depth and thorough and very well constructed and put together and completely blew me away as far as just the effort, the amount of effort that went into it and the amount of care. Well, that's great. I'm very pleased to hear that you had a good experience, obviously, because we do care. And we were so inspired by your story and then the story of the other veterans that we try to make it as easy as possible because it's the least we can do, right? So what was the ultimate decision about your CRSC claim? The majority of what you had expressed to me that would be approved was, and the things that were in question, some of them were approved and some of them weren't. But at the end of the day, it was so well constructed and put together that whether one thing or everything was approved, having someone walk you through the process. And in my, my thoughts were, I don't care if it gets approved or not. I just want to get it done. So I'm not leaving that box unchecked of not knowing. Realistically going into it, I didn't have an expectation of getting approved or not. It was just getting it done and completed. So I can say I tried, it was submitted. It was submitted by people who knew exactly what they were doing. And then I, you know, I couldn't look back and say, what if, but ultimately it was, and I was end up compensated back pay from the date of the injuries. And uh, it's tremendously helped my family out having that come in, especially, you know, with the extensive of the injuries, you never know when the pain or when it's going to get bad enough where you can't work. So having that come in, you know, knowing that you sustain these injuries to ultimately fight for your country and protect it. And then for me, I, I wasn't in long enough to get a full retirement. So, and that was a plan. So having that money come in definitely helps set the future up when it gets to the point where I may not be physically able to get out of the bed and, and continue to work. So it greatly helps us plan for a brighter future. That's great. One thing I will tell you, I've worked on a number of these and happily, the resolution of your case was record time. It usually takes six to nine months before we hear anything. And I think in your case, we heard within two or three months, which was great. And maybe that's because the facts were so compelling, but I was very glad to see that they processed your application quickly. So that's a great outcome. What advice would you give to other veterans who are considering applying for CRSC? Just to get in contact, get in contact with you guys and let the experts do their job. I think that is the biggest piece of advice that I could give any service member that whether you feel like you rate it or you don't, you know, that was another big internal dilemma that I faced where my injuries, most people will say your injuries were very extensive. I look at it and go, I've got buddies that are a lot worse. I don't feel like I deserve it. I don't feel like, you know, it's just something that I even deserve giving, you know, I have guys that missing arms, missing legs and are no longer here. So that was the internal dilemma that, that I fought for so long. And it was, you know, speaking with you guys, it was just very reassuring and uh, comforting to know that, hey, look, you served your country. You have you have some pretty extensive injuries. It's in your best interest to do this. So if there's any inclination that you think you don't rate it or you don't deserve it or your injuries aren't bad enough, put that aside and reach out to you guys and let the experts do what you guys do best. It's going to be a great experience, very clear and very transparent along the way. And, and there's no sense of trying to fight that battle on your own anymore. I think too many times we... We have that alpha male, I can do anything. And when it comes to things like this, you have to allow the people who know what they're doing to take over and put the right pieces of the puzzle in place. Because, you know, for the Marine Corps, typically, if it doesn't fit good, make it fit. You know what I mean? You can force it. And this is one of those things where it's got to be handled with some finesse and care and a level of expertise that we just don't have. Right. And I just want to build on that point as well. 
it is really difficult to make your own determination about whether you're going to be eligible for this compensation. And it's easy to doubt yourself and it's easy to become discouraged and overwhelmed. And I really want to encourage people who have any questions or any inkling that they might be eligible to pick up the phone and ask because we are here to help. And I've seen individuals who attempted to submit their applications on their own and they've gotten rejected because they don't know the process or they didn't have the right evidence. And then they came to the NVLSP and then Wilmer got involved and we moved to reconsider and filed another application. And then we got benefits. And in other instances where there are rejections, there are ways to appeal. And so if you have any question or any thought that you might be eligible, Rob is absolutely right. Pick up the phone and ask the question, including, by the way, if you develop injuries following your service. Sometimes there are service-connected injuries and you think that, well, I wasn't injured while I was on the battlefield, but something happened and that led to additional disabilities down the road. There are ways to argue that those make you eligible for CRSC, but you don't have to figure all that out. I'm just telling you that you should think expansively. And if you believe that you might have a chance to obtain this additional compensation, it is there. It is a benefit for all the veterans who have so inspired us with their stories. Please do know that we are here to help and feel free to reach out and see if you might be eligible. So thank you so much, Rob, for agreeing to speak with us today. I'm grateful to Wilmer Hale, my law firm, for giving me the opportunity to be able to do something to help. And we, on behalf of the entire firm, we want to thank you for your service and wish you well and really do appreciate your time. Hopefully, your inspiring words will encourage other veterans to reach out as well. I, I can't thank you guys enough. Everything you've done for me in handling my case from the start to the finish and even afterwards, just to stand in touch and see how things are going is more than anything I ever expected. I was fortunate and unfortunate to be a wounded warrior, but they do a transition process that walks you through the steps of where to go and the resources. Guys that may have gotten injured that are not at somewhere of that magnitude to get fixed before they retire and they just go through the typical steps and taps to get out may not have the resources. So being able to reach out to you guys should be priority number one, even if it's any thought, whether, like you said, whether they think they rate it or they don't, just reach out. It's definitely worth the phone call. I was fortunate to get a lot of the resources handed to me, but some of the guys are not. Worst case scenario is you get everything answered and the process is handled by professionals. So there's no bad scenario or a lose situation in this because you're absolutely reaching out to the people who have done this. I have proven success stories and absolutely know what they're doing. So I thank you guys so much for taking the time to walk me through this whole process and continue to stay in touch. And all I can say is thank you. And thank you. Thank you so much, Rob. Thank you, Amy, and thank you so much, Rob, for taking the time to speak with us today about CRSC. For our audience, if you yourself are a veteran or if you know a veteran who may need assistance with CRSC, with discharge upgrades or medical retirement, you or your friend could apply on NVLSP online. You can do that by just going to NVLSP's website, www.nvlsp.org, and in addition to that, we've included a specific link in the show notes to this episode. Thank you all for joining us today for our special episode to honor those that serve our country in the armed forces. If you enjoyed this podcast, please remember to subscribe, rate, and review us wherever you listen to podcasts. 
and share us with a friend.